This is the Business Stuff Podcast. This is where I will share the lessons I've learned from advising thousands of businesses over almost 30 years. Each episode will give you practical insight to allow you to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll be pulling in experts from our team and the world of business, and together we'll make sure your business is giving you what you want. My name is Martin, and this is the Business Stuff Podcast. Hi, it's Martin from the Accelerator team at Robson Nadler, and I'm here with Craig Smith from the Big Picture People. Hi, Craig. Hello, Martin. In this episode, we're talking about how to engage your team and make sure they're following the same vision as the person who's running the business. Craig, where do we start? Tell us about yourself first. So, yeah, company, our company, the Big Picture People, we visualise the, the narrative of an organisation, whether that's its vision, its mission, its goals, its strategy, so that everybody in the organisation has a, an understanding of what that big picture is. You know, we kind of talk about the big picture all the time, you hear it on the news all the time, well, what does that actually mean? And we, we, we work with organisations to get that out of their head, get it down, so their employees can all have that common understanding of the bigger picture. Is, is the, and there's loads of ways to say this. Is this about people in the same boat, rowing in the same direction on the right bus? However, yeah, people will have their own version of that. But yeah, you want, no matter what size of the organisation, the person at the top and everyone below them is all... Yeah. Like the same noses in the same direction yeah and yeah. then that's the key thing yeah and with metaphors like that we use in, in those illustrations you know yeah. we use raft races bus bus journeys and, and right uh, people uh, on the bus exactly and it's those kind of metaphors that, that, that when you use them with an organization both articulate what that story is but also then flush out some other things like, well, if we're all on the bus, where's the bus stop? You know, uh, how do we get a ticket for the bus? What how do we get off? What happens if I end up? What happens if my own? How do you get people off? Exactly. Oh, 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 you know, I'm halfway through the journey and I realise actually I'm on the wrong bus here. Where do we? Yeah, yeah. 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 So one hackney, but I don't want to. Exactly. And using the right pick hackney there. And using a metaphor like that kind of depersonalizes it. It means people can talk about things like that without feeling I'm talking about me. You're saying Dave's not on the bus. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what? So, so obviously this applies to any size organisation, mm. but, but most of our audience will probably have, will probably not be international, yeah. you know, kind of companies yeah. with yeah. divisions all over the world. They're probably one or two person controlled businesses sure. with teams of, you know, anywhere from a single worker who mm. comes in every other Thursday, to, yeah. uh, you know, to do something up to 10, 15, 20 employees. Is it more or less important or is it? Is it important for everyone who has people help on them? I think it's important. I think it's slightly easier when you've got a smaller team. You know, I don't want to be gen- too generalised too much. You know, we're a small organisation, so I kind of get that myself. But I think when you've got less people to align, then it's easy to align them. But as soon as you get to that kind of critical mass, and, and we use the analogy, you, you know, there's a time most businesses had a time in the beginning when we all lived above the shop using that metaphor, you know. Hewlett Packard work up exactly. in the mother's garage. Exactly. Bill Gates was the same, yeah. Exactly. It's easier when you see the people who work in the business all day in the same room. Yeah, yeah. You, you know them by first name, you probably take your meals with them, you have a cup of coffee with them. There's not yeah. that differentiation that tends to come as you get bigger, which is necessary because we've all got particular functional roles yeah. to do, yeah. you know, whether finance, marketing, operations, whatever. Um, and it's at that point where it can start to sort of different departments have different priorities or they think they've got different priorities to other departments when in fact actually we're all still trying to achieve the same thing that we did when we started. Yeah, there's loads to unpick there then but 
So, so, so what, I, what I would like to get onto then at some point is we need to talk about whether this is easier or harder now with the increase in working from home. Yeah. So we need to put a pin in that as well. But also you just mentioned their different departments have their own goals. Mm. Do, do, do you find that it's a commonplace problem that if you produce different services within different departments, they, they all think, well, actually, we need to win over even the other yeah. people in the same business. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think whereas if you get there, we've got a single customer yeah. who yeah. doesn't care whether they're getting the widget from you or the, the service from them. Absolutely. The customer is the journey here, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's that line of sight that organisations, they get bigger, tend to lose because they then, you know, get their own functional objectives, their own functional priorities. Um, and that becomes the overriding target for them. Now, you'll know in any organisation, I guess, who gets to that sort of size where you have got um, potentially competing, you know, the, 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 we're all trying to have a balanced scorecard that, that has, you know, all that represents everybody's different KPIs and all the different uh, constituencies within the organisation, but there's always an element of averaging out and sub-optimisation. And, you know, so I'm, I used to work in a big multinational, so I kind of got practical experience with this. And one of the things we, we had four key areas that we always used to focus on. And I can remember, I think I've worked there for sort of 20 odd years, but it was people, quality, cost, so people, service, quality, cost. And it was always in that order. So people was the main driver, yeah. service was the next, quality, and then cost. And I might, might think, well, why do you got quality second last? But it was basically, that was a summary of what we always put first. So it was part of people first, and by yeah, yeah. safety. Yeah and service because it was a service business etc so so i think you've got to have that clarity otherwise you know what well, cost finance departments always going to want cost they're always going to be driven by the you know the well, well yeah i mean a simple example there is something like training you yeah. say we need health and safety training yeah. if the if the finance team are saying we've got to keep cost down we're not paying for that yeah You've yeah. got an immediate conflict exactly. between two exactly. two things that are both critically important. Exactly. So unless you've got that, unless you've got people, yeah. well, people come first. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, we need to find the money yeah. for the training. It, that's just the way it is. Absolutely. So that's why you know I think organising, and we, I mean, you know, it gets a it gets a bit of a bad rap. Some, particularly some people, you know, get a bit cynical about all oh, this soft, fluffy stuff about our vision and mission and values. But actually, it's the DNA of the organisation. Unless you've got that, people will fragment. That's that, that you know, when yeah. whenever you put human beings into bigger, bigger groups, they will form sub-tribes. That, that's the hierarchies form. Of course, you, you can't. Yeah. you can't beat the formation of hierarchies. It's always going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Teams inside tribes. Have you, have, we're all tribal. We're all. We're, you know, we are tribal be beasts by nature. And, and so, so, how, so how, where, where do you start then? Because people are kind of going, well, well, hold on. Because I know exactly what he's talking about. Mm. It used to be me and Dave in a van, plastering mm. walls. Mm. We knew, you know, we were thick as thieves. We did anything together. We went to the suppliers together. We, you know, now there's another guy in a van. I don't know what he's up to all day. Yeah, I don't know if he's treating the customer the way I want to do. So, yeah. so it's probably still a bit easier because they can check in on each other. Yeah. But, but, but how do those small businesses just make sure they get this in? The fact that you can remember those four. And guiding principles yeah. from somebody you haven't worked for years yeah. shows that they just drummed it in all the time. And I, and I think that the part of the challenge is that often, the, the, you know, when the induction takes place, whatever that is, when Dave or the other guy in the van who's just joined in the van, did he did, did we sit down and spend some time with him, sort of talking to him about the ethos, you know? And I think it's, sometimes it's that story about I started the business because I saw there was a real opportunity. You know, people weren't getting the service they deserved. I thought yeah. I saw the opportunity. I did it. People loved it. That's how the business has grown. Now, 
um, has Dave, or don't know, Dave, that's Dave, the guy, the guy who started, but has the, has the person who already started the business taken time to really show? And now it's, it's slightly easier in that scenario because you'd probably say, well, you should have done really because there's no excuse for not doing that. But, but you say that, but I would imagine there's a lot of business out there going, kind of go, oh, well, but Bob needs a bar. Yeah. And some tools. Yeah. There you go, Bob, there's your keys. Yeah. The, the, it's full of and, and you go, you number 28. Yeah. yeah. And can you do the job? Have you got the technical skills? Can, can you the master? Yeah. Go yeah. and plaster there for me, yeah. please. Rather than have you. That probably happens a lot, but you're saying, well, there's no excuse for it. Well, no, I suspect that happens. No, it does. It does. And, and then, you know, we'll know, you'll, we'll, you know this and we know this, and I'm sure you see this in the, in the organisations that you work with, is that often in, in those bigger organisations, people often get promoted or selected on technical ability, not on management lines, or is, is this person like really kind of part of, you know, subscribe to our values, what are their values, you know, are they customer focused or they just want to get the job done as quickly? And, and anyone who's worked in a larger organisation will, will, will have had or either working for them or worked for a manager yeah. who is technically excellent but is absolutely hopeless and managing people yeah. is an awful person. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the old adage of you don't leave the job, you leave the manager. Absolutely. It's so true. And, and the, the Peter principle. Yeah. So, if you, so if you're saying we'll put people first and yeah. you've got an awful manager, yeah. you're failing, aren't you? Of course, yeah. And, you know, the Peter principle, we tend to promote people to their highest level of incompetence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you are awesome, mate. Yeah. Or try that. Yeah. No training or yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're terrible at that. I won't can't promote you anymore. I won't name the organisation, but, uh, but but I used to work for an organisation. I didn't let last there very long. It's not along with those four principles. Because no, you're making a piece of the No, no. no the, the tactic there was like, he or she is useless. Let's promote them to a manager. <laughs> well, let's get, get them out get, of our hair. Get them out of our team. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So get them out. By, we'll, we'll, get them, we'll put them forward for a manager. We'll put job. them up there where they can't yeah. do it. Anyway. Where, where, they'll, where, yeah, where they can basically, we'll give them a sledgehammer and put them in the, in the greenhouse and sort of thing. So, yeah. So so we, we see it all the time. And, and you know, it's not, it's, but, but we're not criticising, you know, people in those sorts of situations make decisions for the right, you know, for what they perceive to be the right reason at the time. But I think yeah, I mean, it's unusual so for someone to make that decision maliciously, isn't it? it it's normally, well, they're good at that. They must be good at this. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. People can actually just be good at one thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, dialing it back to the kind of the things that you practically you can do. And, and we talked we talk just briefly before we started recording about you know, the Simon Sinek video, I'm going to turn this into a theoretical thing, yeah, yeah. But, you know, for those of... So Simon Sinek, for anyone who's not listening, yeah. um, wrote a fantastic book, Start With Why, and his basic slogan is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, Apple versus Blackberry. Yeah, the, the kind of, we, we, make, we make our products beautifully, simple to use, easy to... Easy to Whereas Blackberry was all about a better product, it just... It was, it it was, like it was secure, it, you know, it, yeah. was, it was the, it had the kind of right protocols for, for corporate DNA. But it didn't look cool, but, 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 you know, but whereas we've got this fantastic device that you can use as an MP3 player, you can use it as a video player, you know, what, which one do you want? And, yeah. and so, and so the kind of premise there is people, you know, as you say, people buy what you do, not why you, people buy, don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think sometimes we're a little bit embarrassed to talk about why we do what we do, because yeah, yeah. we're thinking, well, that's my view, is that everybody else's view? But also there's a problem here that um, this might not be easy to communicate to a team because the owner themselves might not actually know. No. And they, they might buy your business. Yeah. To make, to make money. money. Absolutely. No, you're not. Yeah. And, and then, you know, need money to pay the bills. Exactly. But why do you do this? That's an outcome. It's not yeah. the, it, and, and I think. Profit is hopefully just an outcome. But usually when you drill into why people do what they do, they, it's in there. You just need 
immediately asking why until you know well why do you work well, I earn money well why is that important to you well I need to pay my bills well why do you need to pay bills so I've got something and then oh, it's because of my family I'll look after my family I was brought up but also why are you a poster yeah exactly Exactly. Is it, if it's the only thing you can do, fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do to make it different? But there is an element of job satisfaction, I'm sure, in that. And, you know, I like to see a, a customer see they're really happy with this super smooth wall and, and, and you know. Yeah. And, with and, perfection, you can tell we're not trades. <laughs> <laughs> I don't leave a mess. That was a good one. But yeah. But, uh, well, you say that, but it's really, if you're a trade, don't leave a mess. Uh, it's a great way. I, I know so many people. Charge 50 quid more and hoover the damn floor when you're finished. I, I know so many. Yeah, so much more repeat custom. Where I live, we've got a really kind of a vibrant Facebook group and it's always like, do you know a plumber? Do you know an electrician? And the question is, it, oh, did he, and I know him, he's really good. He knows that he, he tidies up after himself and they get all the work and it's like, he brings isn't every tradesperson He brings a hoover. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So, so, any, so how, how can people find what that why is then? Obviously yeah. they can go in and do reading the work, but are, are there any shortcuts to? Yeah, I, th I, think, I, think, I think, again, I think it needs a bit of, Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to sort of overcomplicate it, but I think there's a sense of you do need to be a soul searching, you do need to be asked the right questions, and you need, need to be, you know, have someone who's going to challenge you on that as well. Um, so one of the things we do often is, is it, often when we go into an organisation, they'll kind of like, yeah, we've got it all written down, you know, we've had, we've had the consultants in, and we, we've done it ourselves. Yes, yeah, somewhere. Way, ready, way, there's it. the flip charts, so we've written down the, the vision and the mission, and, you know, we took half the day wordsmithing it, and there it goes. And you're looking at you, fine, fair enough, right, okay, so can you tell me a little bit more why, you know, how you ended up with that? And then, and it's actually that process that you then take them through to sort of what is the, you know, because it's usually a vanilla statement of things that means not Plan, that means not, you, you know, just we, sounds good. We end you the number one in our market for the for the best quality, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So what we do is kind of really kind of get, well, where's the personality in that? What, what yeah. so, so to answer your question, I think you've got to, you've got to kind of do a bit of, bit of soul searching. You can do that through books like, you know, the Simon Simon. I mean, there's a lot of sort of self-help stuff out there, but I think you need to be able to answer, you know, the, 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 whether you use the simple Simon Sinai, you know, what, be really clear about what you do, people most usually know what that is, they can have yeah, a yeah. classroom, a plumber or whatever, um, uh, how you do it I think is often really important because you'll, you'll have a way of doing things that are in but then you're getting back into that why. Yeah. But a really interesting story actually about the, the why, and, and it's more on a personal level than a, than a um, than a uh, than a kind of organisation level, but I, I, did, I was doing some work for a client, and it, and, it, and it was more of her kind of personal story we were delving into. And you know, she was a technical manager; she managed a, a laboratory and an organisation. And so, you know, the how was you know what the what she did was really you know I do tests and, and how I do it. I follow the British standard four five nine three or whatever in the company protocols and all that. And then it was well, why do you do that? And you know, it's my job. And then we, we do, again, it was through across that. And then. What, why she was really passionate about what she did, it turned out that she, she you know, and then it, it took her, it took her, and then she just sort of had this kind of cathartic moment, which was, and I, left, I, left, I left school with no qualifications, I, I wasn't really very good at anything, I found this thing that I could do that I was really, I really, was really enjoyed doing, and I'm really passionate about, and, and, and that's led me to want to be the best that I can do at doing that, that, there you go. Now, rather than telling people I work in a lab, tell them, I, I, you know, I'm really proud of what I do. Yeah. Like it makes the, I make, make sure the quality of the product is as good yes, as it could be, and that's what I do. But now that's her personal why. But she really struggled to get there. But when she, when that kind of penny dropped for her, it was really, really powerful. So yeah. she's now got a, you know, I said, you know, we said it wasn't the purpose of the, the session, but if she goes for a job interview now, if if you get right, in that organisation, she's got a much yeah. more interesting story to tell. Because yeah, the thing here is, but you know, a lot of people criticise the same cynic summary of it's not what you do it's why you do it because mm. they go 
Yeah, but, but if I don't need a plasterer, mm. I don't care why you're a plasterer. Yeah. I'm not going to buy it if yeah. it's a bad plastering job. So there's yeah. a base presumption here that the services are as good as everybody else's. Yeah, yeah. But also, there's a, the, 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 I, th I think there's... It, it, it's, it's not that... It's not that you all just need to know, it's that you need to be able to demonstrate to others why. So, yeah. so if, if someone says, well, there's three plasterers here, mm. if they're all technically able and they all clean up, it's like, and, and let's assume that price that, that's is, kind is, of is within, it? yeah, you yeah. say, well, well what, what why would I go for you mm -hmm. over them to? And yeah. that can apply in an interview situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we've done stuff in the past where we look, we've got three or four people, you go, well, they're all qualified accountants, they've all done that, they've all got similar experience, worked in similar places. But, but, but she had something. Yes, yeah. actually, she feels more like she would fit here. Fit yeah. within, and we can only do that because we know because you know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, you know, it works in a whole bunch of contexts around, you know, recruitment, um, customer service. You know, if you work in a hotel where the person who cleans your room is there to clean your room. Or it's someone there to make sure that you, they're providing you with a with a safe, wholesome, clean, comfortable environment. Yeah. You know, when you have that interaction with the cleaner and he or she says to you, you know, you say to them, "I've got a problem with this." Is it the one who says, oh, "It's not my job; it's maintenance," or the one who says, "I'll get that sorted out for you." There was a great well. example of this on your podcast. We should say Craig's got a great podcast on this. It's been more for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, at the end. Sorry. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll put the link in as well. Um, but there was a great example. Um, months ago now but i think there was an example where someone was talking about a lady who worked at appliances online mm. Euro.com. brilliant example and she talks about the old guy who was struggling to complete the purchase on the website yeah. for a microwave very beautiful story and, yeah. and there the, the lady kind of went look don't worry it's on its way we'll send you one yeah and um, and someone picked this up and i just listened to the call i think yeah if i get this wrong tell no, me you're but right, it's you're really right. powerful yeah. story yeah. So they were listening, just, you know, calls are recorded for training and quality. Someone picked up and went, well, who the hell's paid for this microwave? Yeah. And it turns out the lady on the phone had just paid for it herself. On her own car. Because the motto of the O was to make sure the customer gets what they need. Yeah. Or something like well, that. They're, 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 Not that you get the money off them. Well, yeah. I love what, I love what they, uh, the way they describe it. I'm trying to remember because it was the very first show, actually, that one. So was it? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was yeah, a long no, time. No, no. Well, yeah, it was nearly two years ago. But, well, but the same flies when oh, you have fun, I know, it? I know. So um, it was, uh, I need to get this in the right order. It was um, uh, make decisions. Yeah, treat every customer like it's your 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 gran. Yes, and make decisions your mum would be proud of. Well, yeah. And I love that because it is you know she could have easily meant. Well, I'm sorry, sir, if you can't complete the purchase, I can't help you. Uh, yeah, tough luck. And that's yeah. like the lady or the man cleaning your hotel room. Yeah, it's like oh, there's no trouser press. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just yet to clean. And, and and they they um I mean she 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 told me some other fantastic stories as well. And that that was just one of them. Another one that was was brilliant was that um, one of their people who just. Um, I can't remember how, how it transpired now, but they saw it was one of their delivery drivers saw someone struggling with a fridge on their drive uh, that had just been dumped there by. It wasn't even one. Yeah, yeah, that is it. So, so it pulled over and said, "Well, what's happening? Are you okay?" And she said, "Was oh, it a high street brand?" So and so it was just dropped. Dropped. So it was drunk, dumped this on the drive, and and they, you know, they didn't take, they didn't plug it, plug it in because they, you know, they're not, yeah. they said, well, "Let's get it in the house for you." And said, but it's not, you know, clearly it's not our, it's our customer. Not even our customer. But when she's looking up an appliance and she's on the cost comparison sites and the other company who dumped it on the drive and AO come up, 
who's she going to go to? Even though they may be, you know, I'm not saying they are, they're probably comparable prices, but even if they're a few yeah. more expensive. So because you, 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 you can't buy that kind of commitment from no. can you? No. You can only lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is why if you've got a bland, meaningless statement that a PR company is just saying, this is what you should be. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just not going to stick. It's not. It? It's not. It's, not it, it's no personality to it. There's no. You know. I always say what. I always say when you know, and I, I, I do it with clients and customers who you know I know I can do this with, and then I'm going to get out. But uh, I always, you know, when they, uh, there's your vision and mission of whatever it is, and I say, well, put your thumb over your name and tell me any other company that wouldn't want to say that. That, that, that you know, the, 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 who wouldn't want that? Who want to be the? You know, the, tell the, me a company that wants to be the worst. Want to be the worst. Have the worst, worst, worst customer feedback because it's pointless saying you want the best customer feedback. So everybody wants the best. Customer you want happy clients. But it, how where does that fit in your hierarchy of priorities? Because most organisations can't do all of those things. Yeah. Giving people a sense of well, how do I prioritise these things? That's that's another part. So I mean, we we we've got we've got six questions. If I can kind of quickly share those with you, so we, 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 we we've got a little diagnostic, which you know, if if, if you like, I can I can share the link. Up. We've got a little pre-diagnostic. Basically, what it does is it asks you. Is it okay to put that link in? There? Absolutely, yeah, no yeah. problem. It's, it's sure totally free. You get a really nice little report at the end of it. But it's basically from your perception. If I was to ask someone in your organisation, what would they say? And it's fundamentally around six questions. So what are we aiming for? So you know, it, do people in your organisation have clarity about what that? endpoint is that we're aiming for how will we do it which is around your strategy but also you know how, how values and how yeah, we're yeah. going to get there um uh i've got to make sure i know my own questions now um you can just paraphrase I will, I will, yeah, yeah 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 what's my role in delivering that is really important right, so, so yeah. you know do i do can i understand what you expect from me both in terms of my my is my job description if you like yeah, yeah, yeah. even if it's not a formal job description but my, i'm clear about how my tasks relate to that bigger purpose but also your you know, I know how you expect me to behave as well. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. know, is there alignment yeah. there? Um, how are we doing? Which is, you know, is there a kind of set of measures that mean something to me um, and that, that, that relate to my you know and that motivate me. I've worked in lots of organizations where, you know, well, you know, they'll say what's animalized profitability and they'll say, Yeah, but I, I, I don't work in I don't work you know, I work in a department that contributes to profitability where you'd argue well you I don't even know how profitable we are. Exactly. And I and I could do my job really badly and we still make as much money. So how does yeah. that relate? So people need to feel a bit of a connection with the way we we you know what we're what we're it, talking it, about. Just just support. to break out with them, is that do do you find a lot of businesses measure the wrong things then? It's not whether they measure wrong things, they tend to measure too, they, they, you know, I always use the, this is an analogy I often use, is that, you know, the, the, the whole balanced scorecard thing, the, 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 the KPIs, is you should really know, I'm not, not, you can't really have more than five to eight KPIs, because in any, you know, our brains can usually only have about seven things in, in, as yeah. priorities at any one time anyway. Is that so why the six questions? It's kind of, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I use the analogy of a dashboard. So if you look at your dashboard on your car, you've got two big dials and a, and a few warning lights, you know, that are really critical. They'll tell you when you're going to run out of fuel, then you're going too fast, when your engine's going to conk out, whether your, time, you know, whether your brakes are, uh, aren't working or whatever. And often what we do when in an organisation, we give them a Haynes manual and then, you know, they're, they're kind of like leafing through the pages trying to find the right page. Well, what yeah. does that mean? Or how, you know, that's making that noise. So I think what we need to do is sort of really drill and that's hard to do because again we run the risk of then 
over-summarizing things to the point where they become, actually, yeah. I don't have any influence on that. So there is, a, there is a, but I think it's not okay. I think we do measure the wrong things sometimes, but we, we fail to help people see how they all contribute to the each connection to it. Yeah. yeah. So I you know, it's the old... So it's like people in a boat rowing, but they don't know where they're going. But partly that, but it's, you know, you... So you know, they know if they're off track or on track. You'll be familiar with the old kind of, it's worn adage now, but you know the old story of the NASA janitor, what are you doing, I'm putting them when Kennedy did his tour around Canada or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll come back to you, mate. Right, so you just thought it's the old NASA analogy, okay? So it's the old old NASA analogy, which, which you know, the old, whether it's true or not, it's apocryphal, but the, President Kennedy looking around the, the Space Center, bumps into a janitor, hey, what are you doing? You know, obviously sweeping the floor, well, I'm putting a man on the moon. And it's like, that is kind of, it, wouldn't it be great yeah, if we all had that line of science? stretch, but yeah, but, but, but like, doing his little part of it, he's yeah. making it all happen. And, and I think we all, we all, you know, it's a basic human need, which is kind of one of my why I do what I do, a basic human need that we all kind of, feel as though we're doing something bigger than we can just do on our own. When we're making a bigger contribution to the world, our team, our organization, than just turning the wheel or yeah, you know, whatever. And I think there's, there's a great saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it's very much around that. And, and, you know, and, and even though you, you know, what you do only has a, a, a very small influence on the bottom line, it still has an influence on the bottom yeah. line. Because you know, when you do that, it means, you know, it's like that old, the old song, isn't it? I'm the girl that makes the thing that the, 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 the oh, yeah. second world yeah. war yeah. That, that's going to be doing that. I'm sure there's these and tools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you know, it's like, I'm the girl that turns the thing that, and then it, and then it's, I'm going to win, we're going to win the war. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah. kind of that line of sight that, uh, easy to say, very hard to do. I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, but I think we all need that. That kind. How, of how do people get that in the group? Because I, I said before, is it just a case of just drumming on about it? You do you do a great induction? Yeah. You can behave the way you want the people below you to behave. Yeah. You can behave the way you want the people above you to behave. It's not necessarily a downwards thing. Again, it's an all around thing, yeah. isn't it? Um, but you know, is this why we see buildings where they've got a plaster on walls and like you know? I, it, I think it, repetition is can't be it. too far. Repetition, I think. It, well, few, two things is one is that the, the having it on the walls is great, but we all know that what's on the walls eventually becomes wallpaper. And I, I, I did a great. We did a study. Me and a colleague of mine, and again going back a few, few years now, we had this. They had the longest corridor you've ever seen in a factory, right? Or any, any building for that matter. It was like unbelievably long. So what shall we do? Let's put a notice board on it. And then they put the biggest notice board I've ever seen. It was huge. And they covered it in all of the kind of, you know, Which stuff. couldn't possibly read. Well, <laughs> well, the thing was, it was, it was the corridor was where people got from the manufacturing to the area to the canteen. So they were either like, just finish their shift and like, off the get, off and out I wanted to get into that canteen, I wanted much of my 30 minutes sat down with me pine chips and reading yeah. the paper as I can. And then I, at the last possible minute, I'll leave there to get back to the line before I get, you know. So, yeah. so why, they're, they're running past it. So, so why put it there? And we did a study and we stood there for about three hours and three people stopped and about hundreds of people, three people actually stopped. And, and yet someone's taking time and energy. Hundreds of people, yeah. So, the, the, the lesson there for me is that that, that 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 sort of you know repetition is important you know and i think often you can apply good marketing practice to, to what you're trying to do internally and yeah, yeah. internal marketing and internal comms is very similar in a lot of its ethos to, to external comms. repetition of message hearing it in, in different ways so not i've read it on a notice board my manager told me about it i saw the chief exec talking about it on the company video it was mentioned in the team so, so. 
I saw it on the internet. It, it, it's it, it's kind of it's it's very it easy. It's like you know we, we you know when we you, you talked about the AO story there. Well, yeah. the, the, the Arafa who told me that story, she's she's that's one we we've seen the advert on the telly. We might have read a bit of customer feedback. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's applying that logic to, to what we talk about internally. It's repetition and the key thing. Our last question. So nice. Thanks for teaming up there. I think I only did five, but I might have to go back. Um, is always serious, and I think that's a really important question because. We, the, the, the actual manifestation of all these things is do I see my boss, my leaders, my manager, my supervisor, whoever it is, walking the talk? You know, so, so, again, if you've got, we want to treat our people awesomely, yeah, and you're led by some horrible person, and then you undermine it, and you get the question six and you go, Well, I know what I meant to be doing, but yeah, yeah, we don't do it exactly. So, what's the point? Another little story I used to work, I used to do a bit of work in health and safety. I like this story because it, it kind of summarizes that point. We got, used to work in health and safety, and we had a plant manager who used to, he was absolutely, you know, health and safety was his thing. He would start meetings with it, he would do it, and he really genuinely he did care about it, and, and it was absolutely thing. We had this rule in the car park, which you always had to reverse into your car parking space. For health and safety reasons, it makes good sense. But uh, he came in on a night shift to do a brief, and the car park was completely empty because it was night shift. There was only like skeleton staff on there, and and he like pulled into this space, and he didn't even think about it. Just like it could have even pulled through the space and like gone in front ways and still been looking, you know, reversed. Um, got that, got the security guard called that. Next fact, they came into the factory, it's like plant manager in part. So, you know, you are on a massive pedestal when, you, when you're any, any, any kind of leadership or managerial role, when you, especially when you talk about these messages. You have got to say parents who tell their kids not to swear. Exactly. So exactly. exactly. Mommy, I, I thought we were allowed to use that word. There is, there is a kind of human element to, you know, we are all human beings at the end of the day, we're not, we're not flawless. But, 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 you know, I think, it, it, again, it's not about being sort of absolutely pure and, and, and not and making I, a mistake. Because with, with, with your story there, I think if 300, you know, 260 working days, I think if 259 times you do exactly right and you're wrong once, yeah, I think most people understand that it's I, I did, I did, yeah. So <laughs> it's not like you can't be mean boss sometimes, it's just you should try and be good boss 99% of the absolutely, time. Yeah. Everyone has an off day and I think but I think you can also get away with that if overall people yeah. know you are genuinely trying. Yeah, absolutely. And then that comes back to one thing you mentioned at the beginning, I don't think we'll cover this now, but you know, you talk about what's the influence of now working from home and, and Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And obviously the pandemic and now you know, Rishi got a lot of stick, I think, but he's and other people have said it since like, you know, we need to get back to the office because that's where people learn by osmosis, mm. you pick things up, you mm. you copy behaviour, etc. And I, I definitely think there's an element to that. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't work from home effectively, mm. some can't, some can't. Yeah. But is is this kind of thing harder? If the only impact you've got is like half hour teams chat once a week, yeah. I th so I think I think the jury's still out for me on that. I mean, obviously there was this, the case during the pandemic was we, we had to do it because there was no other option. So you know we was kind of make do and men sort of situation. Obviously now we're coming out of that, and there's a lot of people who've had their expectations raised and like that way of working. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also a lot of people who were you know pulling their hair up. Oh, yes, we, we had people who almost cried when we said you've got to go home. Like, yeah, I, I just can't do I, it. I, I, I've yeah. literally seen people who, you know, you can always see in their eyes that I need people around me. I yeah, can't yeah, work yeah, like this. Yeah. Drive, you know, and so I think, you know, with introversion, extroversion, whatever it is, there's a there's a there's a there's a different requirement of social need and social contact that's important than this sort of thing. I do think for these sorts of conversations, the better had in the world. One of the kind of things we try and create with our 
way we work with clients or what we give them to work with is to very much like the vice vice like chat around table sit around the table with whatever we create for them in the middle of the table yeah. where we're all there's no hierarchy we're all equal we can all see yeah. each other you know yeah. and and I do think I think I think Zoom and Teams and all these tools have been fantastic but I do think there is a there's an, there's a, it's too easy to drift off or kind of multitask especially if there's 30 people watching yeah but the, the speaker can't yeah. tell if people are no. engaged or not and, and, and I think I think the key thing around a lot of this stuff is conversation. It's normal. It's social. You know, we, we call it social learning and social contextualization. So, it, it needs to be socialized. You know, need, I need to be able to sit down with someone and say, you know, if the, if someone says to me, well, I want you to sit next to someone and talk about a time when you've really seen the organisation do whatever it is that's important to us really well, and actually times where we maybe not done it so well. Yeah. Doing that through Zoom is quite difficult. Whereas I can see the emotion and your body language yeah. and what yeah. you're saying and how you're saying it. You, where your eyes are and everything, it, it makes a big difference. So again, I don't want to get too sort of too woo woo, but I think it is. Because it's quite hard to put a lot of these things. A lot of these things are kind of emotive, uh, very emotive. feelings. Yeah, it's not something you can easily write in. Yeah. So you, you can describe to someone how to physically answer a phone. It's quite hard to say. You know, make sure you smile a bit. You can yeah. list things, but it's quite yeah. standardable. Which is where the you know that the, 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 if you watch someone do it, you go. That's how to do it, but but that, that's where you know the, the, the treat everybody like your gran bit makes that really easy because I know yes, I know yeah, some people yeah. might not speak to their gran in an appropriate way, but I kind of know. Assume you've got a nice gran who you like. Yeah, not patronising, yeah. but you know, yeah. So 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 I think you know those sort of abbreviations for some of those behaviours can be really helpful. Um, but no, I, I do think it, I do think on the other side, you know, I'm being balanced on this. I do think there's been a huge. Um, uh, what's the way to put it a, a lot of authenticity and actually it's, it's been a bit of a it's leveled the playing field so if i'm sat with the managing director who's sat in his or her living room and the dog's barking and yeah and this postman comes to the door oh hey i have that i have exactly the same problems that you have on a day-to-day -day basis i'm no different to you i've just got a different uh -huh. job and i think it, it you know where that's been done well i've heard lots of good stories about how that's actually made people more approachable and more human which i think is a good thing I do think, obviously, when you get into the office, there's that kind of differentiation of the upstairs, downstairs, the corridors, and all of that. So there's, there's arguably good, it, 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 get, again, to put balance on that, if you're in a disruptive workplace, mm. and you're in, 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 you're throwing new starter into a room full of 20 people yeah. who aren't pulling the right way, yeah. you've lost that person from yeah. day one. Yeah. Whereas if, if they are in their own bubble, in their own home, at least you've got a chance to win every one of those people. Of course. So, of course. so I'm sure that I'm sure there's there is. It's good. I mean, I think for me the fascinating. Yeah, to consciously do it though. You do. Yes. And, and, and either way, you have to work at this. It's you can't just say, well, we all work in the same place, so we've got this. Yeah. You can still get it drastically wrong. Whereas Absolutely. someone who puts the effort in can still do it really well remotely. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I right at the beginning of this, I think one of the fascinating things for me, you know, kind of my line of work, was the how trust was really magnified in the, in, the, in the whole, um, you know, when, when we sent people off, where you worked in an organisation where people already had high levels of trust, you know, I know I can explain to someone what the outcome is, that, you know, and this goes back again back to the why, and are we clear on what we're trying to achieve it. If I can say, look, you know what, we know what we're trying to achieve, you know how we need to achieve it, uh, you know what the guide rails are, I trust you to get on with it. So, if that means you need to work 
two hours in the morning and then you've got childcare responsibilities and then you work three hours in the afternoon. I know, you, I know you'll put the hours in, I'm not worried about the yeah, inputs, yeah. I'm more focused on your outputs. And I think the organisations were already good at that, found that really easy. I think the ones that didn't really struggled with that. We, we, we just to be candid, we felt unsure mm. because the measures we had when people were in person, we knew how they worked. Yeah. We, we, we did feel a bit unsure for quite a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then actually, when we got the results in, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah but, but it kind of has worked. Yeah. But what's interesting is we've been right through a whole host of journeys. So we used to have, you know, signing in sheets. We still have for fire safety, yeah. things like that. Um, but we used to have someone who would check. You know, we used to work nine or five, let's yeah. say. You know, someone would be there at nine o'clock. Why did you sign in three minutes past nine? Mm. Well, we've been there. Mm. Not not a proud yeah. moment, but we have. Yeah. We've been. Why are you leaving at three minutes to five? Yeah. yeah. I worked extra on my lunch. Can someone verify that? Yeah. We weren't quite yeah. busy yeah. as that. Yeah, but no, no, no. Then we, you know, we had like a, you know fingerprint scanner. It's like, all right, well, you can't fake that. Yeah. Someone can't sign someone in. Yeah. And then we just sat in. It was, it was probably about I don't know five six years ago. Um, it was great, it was all empty, you know, kind of went. So we kind of arrived at this kind of the same way. If we don't trust the people who work here, why do they work here? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a really fundamental. You know, we've, we've got people sitting in the next room there who are well, pulling together audits for companies with multi million pound turnovers. Yeah. We don't trust them. Why the hell are, why are they why are they here? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't trust them to come in and do work. There's a really good book, one of my favourite books on leadership, it's called The Art of Action and, and, and what and what it, and I, I know it's always a bit of a dodgy analogy to use because some people alienate some people, but I, I think it works for me anyway, is this we usually the analogy of how armies have, have evolved over the over the you yeah. know sort of three or four hundred years and you know the the old kind of like we march in lines and we kind of, you know, you know, you blow the trumpet and we all kind of advance together sort yeah. of thing versus how they've now evolved into, you know, very much uh, understand the objective, understand what we're trying to achieve and adapt to the situation that you find there in order to achieve that objective. Yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to do in organisations, but people can't do that if they don't know what the objective is and there isn't a the so complex now yeah. it's quite hard. So, so, you know, widget these days might have 400 products from 30 countries yeah. there. Whereas a widget in the olden days was, you know, wood came in and we turned it into a table and yeah. everything happened here. Yeah. So it was much easier to kind of have like a simple, how many tables went out the door. Yeah. But a lot more services are now more, are more creative, they're more yeah. intangible. Yeah. So you can't have just a simple journey. No, no, and particularly in service businesses. I think Dan Pink, Pink talks about this when he talks about motivation. I think I've got the right book there. Mm. And he, he kind of says, yeah, well, if I tell you I want five posters today, mm. You can't force a creative process. No. If you don't feel it, you'll get five posters, but it'll be terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's certain things where you can't just carrot and stick in, yeah. the, in the old way. Yeah. Which is presumably it, like, it's not a similar feeling. It, it is, yeah. Saying, you know, and, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, it's, we don't, you know, go back in the days of Ford, you have any colour as long as it's black. But now, you know, there are so many different variables, even in a, you know, a highly specified product like a car, but particularly in a service, you know, you like the cleaner, like the, the AO driver or the woman on the phone when she answered the, you know, the guy who couldn't get his credit card. Yeah, yeah. I need to know, I, I, I'm going to make a decision based on what I think the organisation wants me to this do. This is the critical bit here. If you're going to give flexibility, they still need to know the parameters. What the parameters, yeah. great word, yeah. parameters of that flexibility yeah. are. Yeah. So if we say to someone, we need a tax return prepared by this day, yeah. 
it's got to be right. Yeah. There's some basics in there. It can't deviate from it. But whether you ring the person for the information, you email yeah. them, you send them a message through the poll, yeah. text, WhatsApp, we don't really care. Yeah. Get there. How you, it's a song, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> don't care how you get there. Get there if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so listen, Craig, we need, we need to think about wrapping up. Yeah. There's, 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 I'm going to ask you two questions. Go on. There's one question we've, we've started now asking everyone at the end. But I think a lot of people, most people, probably have heard of the Simon Sinek book, Simon mm. Why. Mm. Can you give us one of that book that is on this topic, which other people, which, which, which maybe isn't as popular, but you think is worth a read? Because there'll be a lot of people who thought, well, I'll read this book, great. Yeah. There'll be others who thought, I've done that, but, I would, but I'm hungry for more. Yeah, so it's not, it's, so it's easy, it is related to this topic, but it's a book that I really like and one that I've, I've used over the years with a number of organisations. And it's about change. And, 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 we're, and essentially, while we've not been talking about change today, we are talking about change. We're talking about changing your narrative, yeah. changing the way you do things, changing mindsets. Uh, and it's a really easy book to read, and it's got loads of pictures in it, and it's got pictures loads of great. It's always good. And it only takes about 45 minutes, which is our, our, my, our iceberg is melting. I don't know well, if you iceberg is melting. Our iceberg is melting by a guy called John Cotter. It's a fable which kind of fits with the way we do things. Yeah. So it's, an, it's yeah. a fable about some penguins living on a melting iceberg. They're very traditional, never changed for years, need to do something different. I'll stop there because I won't spoil the story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, a well, metaphor well, for a lot of organisations. I like things written in the, in the kind of fable style mm -hmm. because, you know, the, 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 again, not, a, not unique to me, but facts tell stories. Sell. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's easier to get into a story. It, it is, yeah. and, and it's got so many analogies in it. It's like Who Moved My Cheese, which is an older one. It's better than Who Moved My Cheese, I yeah. think. So, that, so, that so, so, so the final question that Greg is, we ask everyone, what's the biggest mistake people make that you see in your area of work? So, so what, doing what we do or doing what our clients do? Um, well, clients in trying to implement what you teach them, what's the biggest thing people are getting wrong? Yeah. The, the biggest Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think I think the, the, the biggest the biggest challenge the biggest issue we find and this is where we are really relevant and helpful I think is that they assume everything that they know, see and feel uh, is 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 kind of ubiquitous. Everybody else in the organisation can see and feel what I'm feeling at the moment or seeing at the moment, and yeah. therefore I don't need to communicate it. Um, and it's the biggest single failure, you know, because they don't. They have different perspectives. They're, 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 and they're they assuming. Yeah, yeah, they may see things and draw different conclusions. One of my favourite programmes of all time was the Undercover Boss. They don't make it oh, yeah, in the yeah, UK. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of American uh, examples, but. That always gives a bit of a lottery that because some of them they go, I love you, here's a million dollars. Yeah. And then others they go, you're awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give you an extra day's holiday next month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a on. bit of an equity there. But the whole premise <laughs> behind that was like, take you out of your normal kind of cell where you were, see it from a leader's perspective, yeah. and plonk you out in the organisation anonymously and, and see what it's yeah. really like, you know, and that was for good and bad, and they often find hidden gems, people who are doing amazing jobs who never get any yeah, yeah, yeah. and also things where things clearly aren't working well. And I think don't always assume that people have the same experience of their working day that you do because it's often very yeah. different. And don't apply what you, yeah. Don't, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Well, that's really good. Yeah, good one. Okay. Good. Well, thanks very much, Craig. That's been awesome. Craig from The Big Picture People. Um, follow his podcast below. It's a couple of years worth of stuff. First episode, I hadn't realised it that long ago. The AO story, it's a really good one, which is which is very much on the topic. But also, uh, this is what he talks about for a living. So, yeah, thanks very much, Craig. That's been awesome. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Thank you, Martin. Thank you.